The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. All right, guys, as Rick said... Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you very much for the intro, as always, Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery. And uh, we're here for episode 198, Carl. Yes, we are 198. We are too closer to that 200 special episode that will be happening. Yes, absolutely. And before we get to the, the bulk of our discussion here, uh, I'm going to post up uh, an image here. This wasn't originally on the run here, Carl, but I, of course, wanted to make sure to mention... That today is Kim Artlip, our friend Kim, her birthday. And we want to wish her a happy birthday and hope that uh, everything is going well down there in, uh, in southern Florida, where uh, I'm assuming that they have much nicer weather than we have up here. Um, it definitely would be much nicer weather. It always is nicer weather down in Florida. They do get lots of rain, though. Don't get us wrong. But uh, I mean, honestly, we haven't had it too, too bad here. So I'm, I'm kind of OK with all of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Miss Kim. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we are definitely due to have her on the podcast in the near future. I think, you know, especially once things get going uh, back more to normal around here, which I know we're still a ways off. I know that, uh, you know, for those not in the Ontario area, we just uh, uh, saw our, our premier, Mr. Doug Ford, issuing some more restrictions uh, on us in this area. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to those. Yes, come <laughs> uh, Boxing Day, December 26th. Yeah. Uh, lockdowns are going to be happening once again all over the province of Ontario. Whether you have been in a red zone or whether you were in a green zone, doesn't matter. It is going to be happening. Yeah, so I think it was just a matter of time, unfortunately, and uh, it's a reality we're going to have to deal with again. And uh, you know, hopefully our, our smaller to mid-range businesses will survive. It's going to be tough for them, to say the least. But uh, in the meantime, we do have some wrestling discussion to uh, uh, get through here, Carl. And I'll pull up the first one here. We are talking uh, USA Network and uh, the WWE. They are not happy with uh, the way things are going on Raw here, Carl. Definitely they're not, especially when you're starting to have all elite wrestling uh, getting better numbers than Monday Night Raw. Uh, USA, to say that they are furious over the Raw ratings is an understatement. USA Network has actually gone as far as saying that they need, nope, they must make some changes to their programming uh, and it needs to happen 
yesterday. Yeah. What's what's the remedy here, Carl? Do we go more adult uh, and push the envelope, or do we just we go for more of a sports like presentation with less of the uh, you know the uh, the vignettes and the, the skits and stuff like that? I mean, what, what do you think? What's the the solution to to this issue here? The solution is going to be whatever the USA Network wants, and yeah. right now the USA Network wants more adult content. Yeah, that's what they want. That's what they want. So if the that's what the USA Network wants, uh, Vince better just uh, bend over, mm-hmm. uh, take it up the ass, and give them what they want. Yeah, because I mean, right now especially, it's a very delicate time because with Raw and SmackDown and just the WWE brand in general, that. They money-wise are relying on the contracts coming from these television networks. That's is what is keeping them afloat at, at this current point in time here, Carl. So they need, like you said, they need to. They're at the will of these networks. They 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 got to do what, what they're being told here. Otherwise, that's going to be rough. Otherwise, they're going to lose all of that. They're gonna they're gonna break contracts, and the USA Network will have no issues and no qualms about paying out whatever they have to pay out to get out of this contract. Soon, very soon, yeah. we're going to be seeing the Fox Network uh, kind of doing the same thing here, uh, because if I mean Monday Night Raw's numbers have generally been better than SmackDown's numbers, and if All Elite Wrestling is beating Raw numbers then SmackDown numbers are being beaten as well. We already know that NXT numbers have been beaten consistently. There have been some points where NXT has done better. Don't get us wrong. But at this point, um, it seems to be that like All Elite Wrestling has, has taken the numbers, and that's what's needed in the world of television. Mm-hmm. You have to have those numbers. If you don't have those numbers, what's going to happen? Nobody's watching your program then, which means that this this television network is going, we're paying you all of this money and you're not even bringing viewers to our network. What are we doing this for? Now, not saying that this is going to, to happen, but let's say, worst case scenario, w, uh, the uh, USA Network and Fox dump the WWE programming. Does Vince just say, okay, you know, I've already got this WWE Network, court, so to speak. Do we just go to the network? Yeah. Is that even a possibility? Yeah, and definitely it, it is. Why not? And then, then the only thing is, then how do you generate your revenue at this point, given that we still don't have fans in attendance? You bump up pricing and you have yeah. commercials on there for uh, for whatever, for Snickers. Yeah. Go and let Snickers give you some, right? Uh, the, the, the shop, shop zone, www.shop.com, whatever. You start pushing yeah. your merch even harder than yeah. you have been, right? And then you, uh, you, you got to start putting some deals out onto the shop as well, right? And, I mean, they're always doing, like, 30% off championship belts. Buy mm-hmm. one, get one free T-shirt. You know, you're going to have to start stepping it up and doing a little bit better than that to get people to go to that uh, shop website and spend more money on your useless crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, yeah, like, that's, that's what it's going it, to it's gonna boil down to. You're going to be uh, subjected just to the WWE Network. And instead of it, uh, for us in Canada now, it's $15 a month. So instead of it being $15 a month, they're probably going to bump it up to 30 or 40 a month, Oof. right? Yeah. Because that's how they're going to continue to make their money. But <clears throat> they're going to tell you, now you're getting every Raw, you're getting every SmackDown, you're getting all of NXT, you're getting all of Main Event, you're going to get every single program that's been on television. You don't need those television programs or stations now to watch 
wrestling. Mm-hmm. You only have to have the WWE Network to watch the WWE in every aspect of their game. Yeah, and I, I see them having to. We had mentioned this last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or the week previous, to where we're at this. We're in this weird kind of territory where we're trying to be professional wrestling and sports entertainment at the same time. And I think too, if we're going to go for this more adult approach. I think we're going to have to strictly go to like this pre-produced, you know, like the Boneyard segment, like this, uh, the Inferno match from uh, from TLC to just kind of go with this kind of heavily produced content and, and to almost kind of venture away from, you know, the, the traditions of professional wrestling. And I, I, I almost kind of cringed at, to, just at the thought of that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's for WWE, at least I think that may be the path that they have to go to, to, to kind of stay afloat. And to differentiate themselves yeah. from the crowd, because every, like we've mentioned, everybody else is professional wrestling, and WWE is trying to be entertainment. And in between, I think that they just need to to go venture to that one side. And like I said, at least then, you know, that's their separating uh, factor there. That's right. They've been a little bit too on the fence with uh, with with all of it for mm. quite a while now. And uh, you're right; it's about time that they 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 pick one side or the other. Either be professional wrestling or be entertainment, one or the other. And uh, if they lose these contracts with these um, networks, mm-hmm. then taking everything to the to the uh, WWE network itself, they have that opportunity to do so. They can, they can do like television series. They can pre-tape and do all of this different stuff, right? And they can even continue to have it with nobody in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they can just make it like a television spectacle for people, almost kind of like Lucha Underground did, right? But Lucha yeah. Underground had people there. They had people in the stands, which was really cool. And and I, I loved the way that Lucha Underground did their thing, right? Yeah. And they made it like a television series. They didn't have it 300 days or 350 days out of the year. It was broken down into season one, season yeah. two, season three, right? And then they pre-taped everything, and then they just put it out every week. Yeah, it was it was an actual television series, right? And WWE could do the exact same thing. Now, what about maybe um, another option? Maybe like a like a Netflix or Hulu or Apple TV Plus or something, or, or these other streaming kind of services. I think that's another possible avenue as well. Disney Plus, uh, if they wanted to get into bed with Disney with a lot of money there, do you mean, have a lot of other options? WWE already does some stuff with Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, they they promoted it before. So, They've yeah. talked about uh, getting onto Hulu, right? Yeah. So, uh, or talked about not getting onto Hulu, but getting people to go to and subscribe to Hulu yeah. for some WWE programming. Hmm. So, they're already kind of there with Hulu, anyways. Yeah. Um, to try to get into like the Netflix game or something like that, Netflix really carries things for so long and then gets rid of them. Right. So they'll carry a, a, a series of something and then that series is gone, put into vaults somewhere, whatever they do. I have no freaking clue, <laughs> but they kind of yeah. just push it out to make way for new stuff to come in. Because we got to remember, they have bandwidth caps that they have to deal with as well. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's not like it's just unlimited bandwidth that they can have absolutely every single program from the entire world all on this one platform. They have to remove things and make way for new things. Um, and uh, personally, I don't think that the WWE 
would be large enough for them to be able to say, we're keeping this on here all the time. Yep. I don't think it's really going to generate enough revenue for them to do so. That's a fair, fair point. All right, man. Well, we had uh, mentioned it, so let's kind of uh, get into it. Uh, this uh, past Sunday, yesterday, we had uh, TLC. Uh, this one really kind of crept up, up on me and uh, didn't realize that this event was happening. I was thankfully able to, to kind of check it. Were you able to check out this show, uh, Carl? And uh, what did you think? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I checked it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, when when we kind of get into things, I'll I'll, I'll talk a little more. Okay, uh, because I, I think that you know th- there's some good stuff here, and then there was some some not so good stuff here. Um, to kind of lead things off, I was really really surprised again by this, and this seems to be an ongoing kind of theme with WWE. The the way that they order their matches uh, was very perplexing. Uh, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Carl, this was the curtain jerker match uh, and a, a TLC match to, to boot here. Uh, really, really bizarre choice in my opinion to to kick off the show with uh, probably one of your main events. But that's been the WWE's norm for a while now, so I don't know why you're not used to this yet. Right. Is this, this something is normal for them to do? They bookended, yeah. Their only two TLC matches on the program. Is this the ongoing framework going forward? Do you think? That yeah, we're, it has been for a while. Like, the traditional booking is is kind of out the window with them. I think at this point, it is. Yeah. It has been for years. Yeah. 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 So I think it's just something that I need to get used to. But uh, hey, I'm not the only one <laughs> that kind of feels this way. It just it always feels so natural to kind of start small and work big. Uh, that, that's something that's going to take me probably a long time to kind of get used to. I think that they did some really cool stuff in this match. Um, the Miz cashing in the money in the bank thing caught me a little kind of off kilter there. Uh, I, I'm not sure how I felt about that. And to be an unsuccessful cash in to boot, I don't know. I was I was turned off. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say I was turned off right away yeah. from this entire pay per view because of the AJ Styles Drew McIntyre match. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you figure out where 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 that happened? Um. For me, the the moment where they kind of got me was that they were kind of in the corner of the match, and Drew kind of like repositioned himself into the yes. ring post to kind of yes. be in that spot. That that really stood out to me. Like, again, as somebody who watches a lot of professionals, like, maybe I'm a, am I too anal about this kind of stuff now? Where I I, I see these little kind of spots that really stick out to me. But I watched that and I was like, wait a second, like he put himself in harm's way for that spot there. I was like, it just rubbed me the wrong way, and it did turn well, me off of the whole show. But it, it it was a glaring thing for me personally, and it seems like it was for you as well. It's not necessarily that he put himself into that spot. It was a botched spot. Again, we're coming back to these botched spots and then trying to recover from them. Okay, so Drew McIntyre's in the ring. AJ Styles is outside of the ring. AJ Styles grabs his leg Mm -hmm. to pull him over towards, and then Drew McIntyre just kind of falls. Like... Okay, so, no, 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 cool. Okay, I get that. So so if he fell, keep on pulling him. Pull him right outside of the ring. In, instead, AJ Styles kind of lets go, and then you see Drew McIntyre shimmy his way over to the corner and put his legs uh, around the ring post. And, and no, no, that, that was supposed to be... You were supposed to grab... AJ was supposed to grab his leg and drag him over towards there to set that spot up and it failed and because it failed 
just scrap that and continue on with something different. Ad lib a little bit. Go, you've, you're going in there and ad-libbing a whole bunch of shit anyways. You know how it's going to start. You know how it's going to end. You're ad-libbing a lot of the stuff in the middle. Just go with it and ad-lib something. Instead of trying to, trying to get all of these stupid, god-awful freaking spots every single time, you're making the product look like crap. And it turned me right off. I, I definitely um, understand that. And, and, and is this the, a fault on the, the production side of things to where they're too rigid with the stuff where they're watching things so carefully and you'd be like, they're obviously in the, whether it be the referee's ear or something and they're like, okay, so we messed that up. We need to do, do it again like right away. Like it just, it's, are they, are they just banking on the casual fans or just people to just not pick up on this stuff? Do they, do they really think that we don't notice? I guess this is my, is my question. I don't know. I, I, I don't even think that it's production or, or the, uh, the referees or anything like that. I think it's the workers, and it's been drilled mm. into them. You need to hit every spot. Yeah, you need to make this accurate. the best program ever and hit every spot. You need to make this some real good shit. Mm. You know, like that that's Right? Oh, I recognize yeah. that He's voice. There. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that's exactly what it is. And it, it irks me to the bone because, no, you're an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And if something fails like that, entertain me and continue on with it. Yeah. Continue on into something different instead of making it look so obvious. It's not even as though AJ Styles grabbed his leg to pull him back over again at any point. Drew McIntyre put himself into that predicament and position. Yeah. Whereas it should have been AJ Styles that did so. And it threw everything right off so instead of them just kind of going with the flow and working a professional wrestling match they're focused too much on spot entertainment it's a real bummer here carl because i mean both of these guys are some of the best wrestling talents in the world uh especially drew mcintyre's approved so much over the years you know uh spending his time over in global force wrestling and impact and then really kind of becoming even more so of a star. And I, I will say, not, not to completely fall WWE, that entrance that they, they did for Drew, and that, that was fantastic. He actually came out with a freaking Claymore sword and stuck yep. it in the earth to, to, to kind of stake oh, yeah. his claim. I just said that, that, that part was so kind of well done. And then to just have little spots in the match like that to kind of derail things, it's, it's really unfortunate because I think that they're both fan, absolutely amazing as talents, but yes. they're, they're so kind of restricted given the framework that they have to work in. Um, going from this here, Carl, though, we did have our uh, women's uh, SmackDown championship match, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Um, it, this is a weird one Next. for me. It, because I, <laughs> I see Carmella is trying, and I, th- I think Sasha has is a, good, is a good talent, but I think she's a little too much of a, of a hothead and too much kind of... Uh, kind of stuck her own little world and, you know, taking time off when she kind of pleases. We know that uh, she's had a history of kind of doing that kind of stuff. I think that she's, she's good, but just this match was ice cold for me. Uh, Storyline and investment yeah. wise, there was just absolutely nothing here. Uh, you know, given that I don't watch a, a weekly WWE television, that doesn't help. But even in the, the build up watching at the start of the show, which they didn't do a whole lot uh, pack video package wise, it just did not get me invested in it at all here, Carl. Uh, they're, they are going for like this, um, 
over the top kind of look with uh, with Carmella. Like they're really over sexualizing her and really kind of making her into the into the sexual object. And yep. cool, cool, but uh, just uh, it uh, it missed the mark with me, so to speak. This one just didn't uh, register much at all for me. Um, same thing with this next one here, uh, the tag team match with uh, the Hurt Business, which is Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin against uh, the New Day. Uh, just kind of a um, a tag team match that again was just kind of there again, not to fault the talent in the ring. Uh, everyone in this match is absolutely fantastic, especially on the other side, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, absolutely amazing talents, but just that this match just, it, it, um, it failed to get me invested again. Yeah. It was, it was just a typical tag team match. Yep. There was really nothing special, but there was really nothing bad about it either. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. It was a good, um, I don't, I don't even want to say it, but it, it it was almost like a good practice match, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. it, it was it was a good okay. Let's just go to the performance center and let's uh, run through this match, and mm-hmm. you know we'll just kind of you know work things out a little, little bit and get a feel for everything, and that's kind of how it felt. Not yeah. that it was a bad match, no, but it definitely wasn't an over the top extravagant good match either. No. So going from that to, I think, one of the more positive aspects of the evening with the show here, we had uh, Asuka and a mystery partner taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, before I let everybody know who Asuka's partner was, I got to say, this partnership with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I, I felt, no, I've been very vocal in the past about both of these girls for different reasons. I feel that Nia Jax is dangerous and she never really kind of worked to kind of make herself look like a, a, a woman's professional wrestler. And then Shayna Baszler has always missed the mark with me just because she feels like someone who is pretending to be a professional wrestler and pretending to MMA fight kind of in the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't register with me. I know it does with some people and they think that she that she's great. But uh, just, it's a really weird partnership for me. I think it, and I think it hurts both talents uh, in the long term here. On the other side of things, um, I've been getting more on, kind of on the Asuka bandwagon a little bit. I, I get it now that I've watched a lot more women's uh, Japanese professional wrestling. I'm starting to come around with that. But she did have a pretty good surprise um, partner here, uh, Carl. We had Charlotte Flair coming back and looking very lean. You know, it even looked like she had... Uh, it looks like she had the augmentations removed uh, there, and she looks very lean, very athletic. And I thought she she had a pretty stand up performance in this match here. Uh, given that the rest of it was kind of ho hum, uh, Charlotte uh, made her presence felt, and uh, she looked good in there, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean the match wasn't bad. I mean yeah. it was it, it was good. I, I I was okay with it. Um, uh, yes, reports right now are that uh, Charlotte Flair had her uh, breast <laughs> implants removed, yeah. um, as well as I, I think I noticed her mole is gone. I did not notice that. I didn't look that close. Uh, th- th- that, unfortunately for me, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I I, that I always, because it was like right on her face. Yeah. And it was something that like, it, it was, I was gravitated towards seeing it, right? I don't know why, but I did. I always saw it. And I... I was I was watching I was watching it on my on my computer so I mean it's a, it's it's a, it's a 17 inch screen on there <laughs> yeah. but it's not like I was watching it on like like a 42 56 you know 60 inch television so I I can't tell but I'm pretty sure that that might be gone too unless it was really good makeup that they put over top of it which that could be as well but yeah. um yeah I digress um <laughs> Charlotte Flair's back yeah. okay cool yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, she's back. Yep. I'm curious to see uh, what they'll they'll do with it. And uh, yeah, it looks like maybe 
makeup. Maybe somebody took an angle grinder and just zapped that thing off of there. Who knows, man, what they did. But uh, but she she looked really good in there. You know, and, and I'm not just talking physicality wise as a male looking at a female. Uh, just wrestler wise, I, th- I thought that she looked really good in there. And I'm I'm curious to see what they'll do because I mean Charlotte's a star. And, you know, they can really push her as a star. She has that presence, and uh, she can work in that ring, and I think that they really need to to do something significant with her going forward. Um, next up. I'm sure we- they will because <laughs> she's one of those top names that continues to get the spotlight all the freaking time. Yes, absolutely. She's, she's you know, Becky, which, I mean, she's off right now yeah. because of pregnancy. Uh, Charlotte, uh, Sasha, <laughs> and Bailey. Yep. Right? That's it seems to be revolving around them absolutely all the time. And it's honestly just continuing. And now that Charlotte's back, that 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 little bit of string that's been put around somebody else is going to be unraveled and put right over to Charlotte now. Yeah. So we'll see. And hopefully that's my only uh, that's my only bad part about Charlotte being back is that spotlight's going to go back to her and away from other people again. I can definitely uh, see where it come from with that. Uh, Next up, we had uh, my opinion, one of the, the, the highlights of the evening, we had uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship in a, a TLC match. Um, for me, this a was... A long match. Uh, it was a long match, yep. And uh, this was, my opinion, for the longest match of the evening, well, it wasn't the longest match of the evening. Uh, the uh, match with uh, Drew and AJ was longer, but... Uh, I thought that they did some really good stuff here. Some good character work from Roman, some good physical spots. Uh, Kevin Owens, I've always been a fan of his work here. They, they did some some really good stuff here. And I, I think that uh, I really don't have any complaints about this. There weren't really any obvious mistakes uh, that happened uh, that, that I could see. And uh, just, it was a really good, solid match. Uh, I, I feel like this maybe should have been the main event, though. Because um, we did have another match afterwards here. But uh, I guess you could argue about the placement of, of the final match. But uh, that's Something that could always be up for debate, but uh, right, but I thought yeah. both guys really really delivered, and uh, it really had me believing at some points that Kevin was going to win the match, and uh, yeah. uh, that's uh, hard to do in a ladder match, which is um, historically it's can be a little tricky to watch sometimes because you can see it's almost like they're climbing the ladder slowly because you know that someone's coming up, so it, the the spots can be kind of easy to spot as a, as a veteran watching uh, matches. But uh, I thought they did really yeah. good here. And uh, I, I do still like me some heel Roman Reigns. I think he's doing well in that uh, spot. I think so as well, definitely. Um, I, my takeaway from this is I'm happy that it wasn't just a, a like quick squash type yeah. of match that they actually let you know the yep. two of them go for... That's why I mentioned a long match, right? Because it seems like, yeah, you know, lately what they've been doing with their top heels is just in there and done. Done. Right? So I'm happy that they actually let this go a little bit further so that we could actually get a little bit more uh, good stuff out of both. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to end off the uh, the match here, we had the Firefly Inferno match between Randy Orton and The Fiend Bray Wyatt. <sighs> I'm a little torn on this uh, match here, Carl, because I like these kind of extreme matches. I've been a fan of the Undertaker's uh, Inferno matches um, mm-hmm. for years, but the the ending to this for me was I can suspend my disbelief to a certain point here, Carl. But when we literally attempt to burn somebody to death, like legitimate. Lee, we're supposed to believe then that they're never coming back, right? Or just. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it all kind of falls apart after that. I mean, like I said, if if we're gonna go down this path of entertainment just purely, then then go all the way. But 
in the professional wrestling context, this comes off really hokey um, when you actually attempt to actually kill somebody. Um, all I'm really going to say about this match, okay, so I, I, I was I was okay with the match. I enjoyed yeah. it. Cool, whatever. Um, I'm going to give super quick my my totality on this match. Yeah. One, why are the flames being shot up into the freaking air when they're like being dropped on the floor? Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense. No sense at all. It shouldn't be happening. Leave that shit alone. Yeah. Two, good camera angle work happening in this, especially with the first time that Bray Wyatt got caught on fire back inside the ring. RKO uh, camera pans away. They were able to put Bray Wyatt out and then continue on with the match. Mm-hmm. Um, third, my God, that was the worst looking Bray Wyatt dummy in the middle of that ring that I have ever freaking seen. Yeah. The chest on it was super big. The stomach was all caved in. Yeah. Like, are you serious right now? You're trying to pass that off as a human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a little bit of stuffing in the stomach area, because we all know Bray Wyatt has a little bit of a, a, a stomach on him. Right. So make it look just so, and, and don't get me wrong. Okay. So they, they actually did pretty good with it because you had people, blowing up social media going oh my god we just witnessed a homicide and like they some people were legitimately believing that that was bray wyatt that they lit on fire seriously come on if you can make some people believe that here i mean you you have to say that that's a success to a certain degree yeah, that that's why that's that's yeah. why I mentioned it because yeah. I mean for me I clearly saw so that that was yeah. a terrible dummy yeah. that they had inside of the ring and in no way shape or form would they have ever allowed that the flames totally engulf an open face on somebody <laughs> makes no sense at all. Yeah. Okay. But there are people that that they did trick. Mm-hmm. They did make some people yeah. believe <laughs> that was Bray Wyatt yep. and good on them for that definitely good on they didn't put put the wool over my eyes no. but yeah that's I'm done with that <laughs> yeah so I mean overall I mean there's some good stuff some bad stuff I mean for the last pay-per-view of 2020 they didn't really knock it out of the park you know I, I gotta say probably one of my favorite things from the show wasn't even actually a match they they, they did this commercial where they had this thing like this green thing looking like 2020 and then having like the other wrestlers kind of taking I, I thought that that segment was actually kind of cool i was actually entertained a little bit by that you know they could have actually almost yeah. made that a kind of a match it's like all these wrestlers <laughs> taking on the year that was 2020 right. this uh, green blob that i guess is supposed to be covid19 yeah <laughs> well anyways man we are going to uh, take a brief break and hear from our friends over at caller and and we are going to come back and talk about let me make sure i got our commercial pull up here first we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a little bit of new japan pro wrestling and wrestle kingdom 15 coming up soon fall is in the air that means pumpkin spice lattes That means pumpkin spice everything. Ugg boots, yoga pants. God, I hope I can fit into mine this season. Scarves. And baseball tees. Hoodie! Not yet, but soon. The metal tee. No need for any cease and desist here. And hats. Stop by collarandelbowbrand.com today and get your fall 
drop immediately. It's fall, y'all. Collar and elbowbrand.com. You'll be the coolest person in Starbucks whether you're wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots or not. In fact, I like to go to Starbucks without the bottoms on all the time and just wear my collar and elbow brand type shirts. I immediately get my coffee and go. All right, guys, Mighty Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Of course, uh, hearing from our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. If you head over there and use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you can get 10% off your entire order there. Always great stuff over there from our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. And uh, Carl, as always, is always sporting his hat. And uh, I got to get myself one of those one of these days. All right, so let us switch gears talking from WWE and let's talk a little New Japan Pro Wrestling and let us talk about Wrestle Kingdom coming up on January 4th and the 5th in the Tokyo Dome and interesting with this here Carl we're going to have Japanese and English commentary and they are going to be in the building for uh, the commentary this year and we're going to have an audience in attendance this is uh, something that we just can't have over in North America especially in Canada especially where we are right now so this is uh, I'm excited for the show um, and I'm hoping that uh, everybody else is going to be too. And we're going to uh, talk uh, about the, the matches that we know so far. Um, okay. So let's go with uh, night one here. We're talking Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship. Yep. So that's going to be interesting to, to, to see how that kind of unfolds when these two get in the ring. You know, we had mentioned attempted murder on Bray Wyatt at TLC. When these two gentlemen get in the ring, <laughs> uh, they are trying to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. And it is always... Uh, I don't want to use the word train wreck because that implies uh, bad stuff is going to happen. But, I mean, these two guys, it's just, it's it's always action-packed and it's uh, a little scary to watch sometimes. Um, then we're looking but at... But good, though. But good. And a, scary yes. in a good yeah, way. Yeah, And then we're looking at Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. They have been... Uh, building this up for quite a while now with a lot of these six-man tag matches and uh, this uh, new faction that uh, Osprey has started. So looking forward to this and hopefully that we get the, the real Kazuchika Okada showing up and uh, back to uh, that Rainmaker finishing move and moving hopefully moving away from this money clip submission move that he insists on using uh, to end all of his matches because uh, it just it, it just doesn't feel like Kazuchika Okada when we do that. Um, and then next up, we have an interesting matchup here. Uh, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan in just a, a singles match. Um, this is interesting. They really seem to be putting some energy and some push behind Great Okan. And uh, who better to do it with than, uh, than Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace? Sure. The, uh, sorry, the ace. And to see uh, how that will kind of unfold. They seem to want to kind of uh, push him up the card. And uh, I've definitely been uh, digging the gimmick. It's almost like a Mongolian uh, a warlord type of a gimmick they've been uh, working with him. And then uh, next up, we'll have for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. We're going to have Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus the Gorillas of Destiny with Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Uh, that is also a very interesting matchup. Uh, whenever G.O.D. is involved in a match, I'm usually paying attention, especially Tama Tonga. Still getting used to the baby face, literal baby face Tama Tonga <laughs> without facial hair. That's still a little strange, but I mean, it's still uh, the same old guy in there. And then to end off, uh, well, so far, what we have for the first night, and we had mentioned this one, for to determine the number one contender for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, we have uh, the winner of the um, Best of Super Juniors, uh, Hiromu Tagahashi taking on the winner of the Super J Cup, El Fantasmo. That's going to be a barn burner, uh, Carl, for uh, night oh, one. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to that match because uh, that be match with, uh, with, uh, with um, 
Takahashi and uh, Desperado. Uh, I'm still big on that one. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, just, just in case, yeah. I just want to throw this out there for anybody that might not know or know or understand. Wrestle Kingdom is like uh, their their big pay per view yep. of the year, right? So like WWE has the WrestleMania for New Japan Pro. Wrestle Kingdom is like their big show of the year. So that's I mean they normally do you know over over a span of a few days but uh uh mighty joe kind of threw out there a <laughs> lot of matches yep. and 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 was kind of going that's what we know so far that's because that's what this is this is the big night for them so yes. I, I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody was kind of going wow that's already like <laughs> pretty packed what, yep. what are they doing kind of thing but just yeah that's that's their huge show yep and that is just night one. Now let's get into night two because they are splitting up into two days like they do with WrestleMania now. I'm not sure if they're going to be doing that with uh, WrestleMania this uh, coming year, but uh, they may. Um, so for night two, we've got, it'll be either Tetsuya Naito or Kota Bushi, whoever wins that match, versus Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. So interested to see um, between those two. I'm hoping that it'll be Kota Bushi um, to kind of break things up a little bit there. But uh, Jay White, one of the best heels in the business right now. I'm sure uh, whoever he takes on, it's going to be fantastic. Um, and then next up, we have Evil versus Sonata, the old tag team partners uh, going at it in a singles match. Uh, interested to see how this will kind of turn out. I'm almost kind of hoping that maybe they can reunite as a tag team and we'll see if maybe that can uh, uh, result from this. And then from going from that, this one. This one I've got bookmarked here, Carl. We've got Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. That's going to be something to, to watch. Those are just going to be two big hosses just going at it. be like two brick walls coming together. I'm looking forward to that one. And then the last one that we know about for sure uh, will be uh, Taji Ishimori, uh, who is, the, of course, the, the current uh, IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship champion sorry, uh, versus either Hiromu Takahashi or El Phantasma, whoever wins uh, that match from night one. That's what we know for Wrestle Kingdom so far. There will likely be more. So, so some pretty yeah. good stuff there, man. The, the, the one that really stands out for me on that night, too, is Jeff Cobb. Um, yeah, the, 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 that match is going to be uh, something to watch. Him and Shingo. Whew. Oh, yeah. That's going to be oh, something. Yeah. That is going to be something. All right. So next up here, Carl, we I just want to touch on this briefly because we are already going to almost 40 minutes on this episode. Pretty crazy. Uh, let us talk about somebody who's been very absent from uh, the wrestling world. And we we're talking Mr. Marty Skrull. I know one of your personal favorites here, Carl. Uh, on the, the run here, I just simply have, where's Marty? Um, I think what is going on here, given the uh, the speaking out movement, which I mean, clearly, I mean, he had some kind of involvement there. You know, he basically admitted to some wrongdoings, kind of, but just given, he tried to say that it was consensual when it kind of happened. I think what's happening here, Carl, is he's just, he's laying low. And I think it, obviously it's a smart move at this point. Um, where is he going to end up wrestling wise? It's really, really tough to tell. Um, it seems like ring of Honor seems to have kind of distanced themselves from him. Um, Japan possibly could be an option, but, um, who knows, man, it, it's tough to say. Um, it would just, it would be a shame to see, him just to kind of fade off into nothingness because I mean, Marty's one of the better talents in the business. Definitely he is. And, and I mean, as you said, they're like one of, one of my favorites. And I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be um, interesting. And it really, as you said, he's been laying low. There really hasn't been very much talk about 
Marty mm-hmm. uh, or or from him either. Like really nothing about where he is, what he's doing, what's going through his head. Like absolutely nothing. And it's uh, almost a little concerning. Yeah. Because he's like just seemingly dropped off the map. But um, I think you're right. I think he's just kind of laying low and uh, just kind of letting letting things blow over. And uh, uh, at some point, some point soon, we're going to see him again. Yeah. Hopefully, because like I said, he's absolutely fantastic to watch that entrance that he does, uh, especially at some of the bigger shows. Uh, coming out in that pandemic kind of uh, doctor's uh, kind of mask and, uh, you know, the the wings sometimes at the bigger shows. It just sits uh, in that theme. And when that, that drop happens, like it just sits, I'm sure it's something to behold in person. Uh, oh, hopefully probably. one day I can get to kind of experience that. But, uh, yeah, I think we, we're all kind of missing Marty and just hoping that, uh, you know, nothing too bad becomes of it. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. All right, so... Given uh, what uh, what time we're sitting at here, I think that we'll likely forego uh, some breaking news unless you have something that you really want to mention on, uh, on your end here, Carl. Um, right now, nothing that I've really uh, nothing that I've really seen, yeah. um, except um, you know maybe just just kind of kind of remember that uh, that these these performers that you're seeing, uh, whether it's on WWE, whether it's on uh, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan impact no matter where they are um they're they're working their asses off for you and for me and for mighty joe and and that they're human beings as well um we're seeing a really a really big surge in mental stability and mental issues happening with a lot of the uh the the performers right now Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to get into names or any like I'm just letting you know, across the entire world of professional wrestling, no matter what company it is, there's a lot of mental issues that are going on right now. And and I don't know if it's because of the, the COVID, COVID pandemic. I don't know if it's because of lockdowns. I don't know, like, like I don't know uh, what is happening that's causing all of this, but there is a lot of shit going on in these people's heads and lives. But yet they are are essentially like circus performers and told go out there and let's do it right so just just kind of keep that in mind and uh you know like if you if you maybe see somebody out on the streets or you see them in you know at at, at a restaurant or an airport if you're like traveling which you shouldn't be i guess they're saying i don't know um Keep that in mind. That's 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 all. That's all I want to put out there is just keep in mind that they're people too, and that sometimes they they can't be a celebrity. Sometimes their mental health is is more important than you getting that photo or autograph. No, that's a great point, Carl. I'm glad that you brought that up because I mean, throughout, you know, especially with with TLC, I know that we were being critical of the matches, uh, but I mean, just to, you know, as podcasters, it's it's kind of our, our duty to, to kind of you know break these kind of things down. But 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 by no means, folks, does this mean that we're that we're hating on on WWE or hating on the talent or anything like that? Just um, we're we're just providing criticism in in the in the hopes really to to help improve the product, to maybe um, turn things in the right direction, or to change uh, fans' perspectives a little bit, but. But by no means um, is that uh, necessarily with negativity in mind here. It's just 
constructive criticism, I guess, is kind of what we're going for here. And, you know, you had mentioned, especially with um, you know, the mental state of um, the, the talents. And, and, I mean, we got to think, too, you know, the, the ring crew, um, the, the, the production staff, you know, and, and even us as fans and us as, as podcasters and, uh, and content creators. I mean, it, it's been a tough time for everybody. And um, it, it just it is nice that, that there is still some professional wrestling to watch, you know, and especially now with uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I like to use them as my, my primary example here. You know, they've gone about things the right way. You know, they treated the, their audience with respect. They treated their talent with respect. You know, they, they already have fans back in the audience and we have uh, stuff going on there and they, they, they've gone about things the right way. And I, I think that's, they're a really good example of how to, to kind of do things kind of going forward here. And, uh, but yeah, um, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day here and uh, we all have imperfections. We, we may mess up in a wrestling match. We may mess up, uh, mess, mess up on an intro on a podcast. We're all human. We make mistakes and um, you know, we just have to make sure that, uh, you know, we can, that we can move on and not be too critical of each other uh, kind of going forward. But uh, it's uh, still a great time to be a professional wrestling fan, despite what is going on. Having said that now, um, let's get to a better aspect uh, of things here. Let us get to our match of the week segment. All right, Carl, for match of the week segment here, mine is pretty easy because um, I don't believe that I've... I'm going to go first this week because I, I actually don't think that I've actually done this before. Uh, so I think that this is likely a first. My match of the week for this week here, Carl, is exactly the same as it was last week. Uh, I have, of course, talking about Takahashi versus Desperado for the, the final of the Best of Super Juniors. I've already watched this match probably about 10 times or more here, Carl, and uh, I'm still blown away by what these two gentlemen were able to do in the ring, you know, promo-wise, psychology-wise, just uh, the, the whole package. Uh, I'm still floored, and I'm still watching this match, and I still highly recommend, if you have not had a chance to watch this match, if you're craving some really good professional wrestling and you're not getting it from what you're currently watching, go watch this match, and I think you will be pleasantly uh, surprised and happy about what you find there what do you got so you you decided to turn back time a little bit yes only by about a week um i i really like this this week i, I wasn't able to really catch a lot of professional wrestling um i've been working a lot uh coming up to to, to christmas we uh we get really busy around this time of the year um with our uh security uh company that 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 you know i'm part of um so i mean it's it's a little bit hard for me to kind of watch some professional wrestling all the time um but i was able to watch something from years ago mm -hmm. that i love and i just happened upon it because some of the different facebook groups that i'm in uh somebody had posted in there saying what's your favorite rick flair match of all time mm. right so somebody actually put out there the rick flair Shawn michaels i'm sorry i love you match and i'm like yep I got, I got, I got to watch that. That's still, I got to watch it. Still gets me. And me too. Still gets me. <laughs> me too. Like both of those guys there oh. are the reason why I wanted to get into professional wrestling. So to go back and watch that, that's my match of the week this week. And if you guys haven't seen that match, I urge you go and see that match out because <laughs> it, it's, it's, it was an instant classic when it happened. And it really stands the test of time. And not not necessarily because the match was phenomenal or great, but just the 
pure, raw emotion that you could see and feel between the two of them working was excellent. And I, I, I bring that up because we've lost that as clearly we saw with the curtain jerker match of TLC, <laughs> yeah, which sucks. Yeah. And we need, we need to try to find that again. And if more people go back and kind of watch that, then more people are going to go, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. And then they're going to, there's going to be a rise up and they're going to be saying, this is what we want to see. This is what we want. This is what we want. This is what we want. And then maybe it'll get back to Vince's deaf ears <laughs> and he'll go, maybe I need to give them what they want. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really special thing, Carl, when you can really get, you know, not only a casual fan or just a general wrestling fan, but to get somebody who's a hardcore wrestling fan and even knows a lot of the inside aspects of the business, to get somebody that emotionally and just physically and everything kind of involved in a match to just kind of be fully invested, um, it's a it's a rare accomplishment, especially nowadays. It used to be a quite a bit more commonplace. But uh, yeah, that is definitely a great example. And if you have not had a chance to watch that match, I don't know uh, what is wrong with you, but go and uh, go definitely and check that out. And, uh, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, mine's a great peck and two matches that you will probably almost be in tears <laughs> after watching both of these matches uh, at the very least on it. So uh, yeah, great pick. And uh, that, that is definitely, that one probably ranks in my top 10 and who knows? I have a feeling maybe on some other kind of podcast, we might end up, talking about that match in some respect who knows i have a feeling that that would probably be a pretty good one just a little a subtle little hint there all right man let us take a bit of a, another bit of a brief break and we're gonna come back with our, our showstopper segment and i have a feeling maybe that somebody might drop by Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane. What more bang for your butt? Well, so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> All right, so a word from our friends over at Ohio Valley Championship Wrestling. Make sure and check them out. And we mentioned that before, but I was uh, still like to kind of bring it up because it is one of the better uh, independent products out there. Of course, our own uh, our friend, Mr. Michael Melkor, uh, involved, gets to work with Al Snow on a regular basis, which I'm very, very jealous of, uh, by the way. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. if you haven't had a chance, go over to YouTube and uh, check out their, their product. It's absolutely fantastic. And you can watch it for free for a, a good portion of it here, Carl. Yes. Yeah, you definitely can. Yes. All right. So it is time to get to our showstopper segment. All right, guys, it is time for our showstopper segment. And guess who has shown up for our showstopper segment? Mr. Ryan K. Bowman from Sports Kita. How are you doing, sir? 
Uh oh, we can't hear him. I think Ryan. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Bowman. You're uh, you seem to be muted. We can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll give him a chance here. We'll, I'll um we'll give him a chance to come back. But uh, we'll we'll kind of kick things off here and uh, start talking about our show. Here. Oh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, so we can hear you now, Ryan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I popped up like crazy. I, I guess my new headphones are messed up. So. Uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> all right, so for our Showstopper segment, um, I thought we'd uh, bring in uh, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman because uh, he actually requested to be part of the segment. And we we're talking about some of our favorite wrestling video games. And I was actually surprised that, uh, that Ryan uh, um, reached out to me on this one because I didn't know you were much of a gamer, Ryan. I am not anymore. Um, it's mostly just sports games, but you know, when you guys brought up wrestling video games, it reminded me of, uh, my old roommate. We used to play, uh, a lot of the old WCW WWE games a long time ago. One of the first ones I could kind of think of here, and I just pulled up the, the graphic here and, uh, what's interesting with this, because, uh, uh, this is like one of the original professional wrestling games. This was for the original, uh, Nintendo entertainment system. Um, I've actually gone and tried to play this recently and it is borderline unplayable it looks very very crude but this is one of the original pro wrestling games and uh it kind of helped kickstart this whole thing and uh, there's been a lot of good wrestling games and there have been a lot of bad ones as well but uh given that you're uh the, the guest here for the segment here uh mr ryan k bowman what is one of your standout ones that you can remember from your days of playing professional wrestling video games Let's try this again. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, it's because I had my mic off earlier. Um, <laughs> actually, my one of my favorites, uh, I, I used to love the old WCW games. I love WCW versus NWO Revenge. I think that's probably one of the best games that ever came out. But honestly, the, when you brought this up, Joe, I thought of my old roommate, Aaron. Mm. Uh, we used to play WCW Thunder. Mm. And... We would play it like crazy, and the reason that it made me laugh when I thought about it was because my roommate was a chick magnet. Like he, there would always be girls coming over to our house all the time. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there would be like these like supermodel looking girls at our house, but we'd we'd be there playing video games, <laughs> and like, and that that was the thing I thought of my my friend Aaron because we would play hours and hours of WCW Thunder for some on PlayStation One, hmm. you know. So that tells you how long ago that was. But it was just it was so funny because these girls, these really cute girls, would come over to see him, and he would be more busy playing video games <laughs> than paying attention to them. <laughs> One of my standout ones here, uh, and this isn't the, the exact one, but it'll still help make my, my point. Uh, turning back the clock quite a bit and really kind of dating uh, myself and then my co-host, Carl Careful, uh, as well. And uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Jeremiah, uh, Carl remembers, uh, on the Super Nintendo, uh, this isn't uh, the exact one, but uh, we're talking the old Royal Rumble game. This is the Genesis one, which I still have the, the cartridge of, but uh, Royal Rumble for the Super Nintendo the, the, the thing that will always stand out for me with that particular game is, is if you were good and if you were able to get into a rhythm and if you knew what you were doing and you could really piss off your buddy that you are playing on the couch with beside, that if you could time it properly, you could hip toss the, the guy right out of the ring from the middle of the ring. So you would run towards him and then you could throw them outside right from the middle of the ring, which is physically impossible, I think, in a real ring. So just it was a... a, a pretty uh, pretty cool thing. And that, that's the thing that will always stand out for me. And, and I was always the one getting thrown out. Always. Well, that's what, as I said, my roommate, he used to kill me 
in the game. That's why I think why he never wanted to quit because he always liked kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Carl? What's one that uh, that kind of stands out to you, or did I already pick yours? You you did. You <laughs> took it. Yeah, that's so that's why I showed my phone because yeah, I already had that queued up, and yeah. that was uh, yeah. I mean, that was. That was life going over uh, just just up the hill a little bit into the next apartment complex. There was Jeremiah yep. and uh, Jeremiah with uh, with the Super Nintendo. Yep. And then Joe would come over and, uh, you know, we would we would all three of us would be in with two controllers. Yep. That was it because yep. it was a Super Nintendo. Yep. Two mm-hmm. controllers. Yep. And uh, we would just kind of swap out, take turns, and we would just sit there for hours playing hours. Uh, Royal yep. Rumble. Yep. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. If getting, I had to pick a different one, though, yeah. um, I would probably say uh, No Mercy. Mm. Yeah, I'd, mm. I'd, the WWF No Mercy game. Nothing special about it. Came out in two thousand, but it just seemed like it seemed like there hadn't really been uh, very much in in like the world of wrestling video games. And then all of a sudden, this one came out, and it was like. Wow. Okay. So now we're getting back into wrestling video games. And I was, I was happy about it because it was almost like a resurgence of, uh, professional wrestling video games that came back again. Yeah. Uh, another one here, and this isn't necessarily a favorite, but just to kind of illustrate a bit of a point here, uh, we're talking uh, Raw versus SmackDown 2008, which uh, also included ECW at the time. Um, I think this is really when we started getting into the point with wrestling games where, we were, where they were just kind of coasting. You know, we found kind of from that kind of worked, and we just kind of maintained. It didn't get better, it didn't get necessarily worse. We just kind of maintained. And then, you know, recently with uh, some of the newer uh, 2K games, it's kind of nosedived down into really, really bad with uh, you know glitchy products coming out too soon, which is kind of an issue in video games itself. But that's a different uh, topic for another podcast. But um, but yeah, as of recently, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot great going on with wrestling video games but there are some cool things on the horizon uh the aew uh, wrestling game looks like it's gonna be more of like an arcadey kind of experience which i think is is, is pretty cool uh, as well there's a little thing called uh, retro mania coming out which is uh, very much a throwback you know to the old um this kind of stuff here and uh it's going to be involving mr stevie richards and there's a lot of the people involved uh there's a little bit of the nwa in there and it looks like it's probably coming out uh, early coming up in um in a few months i believe uh on uh, some multiple platforms i think they're even doing an arcade cabinet for it so uh, there's uh, some cool stuff on the horizon but it's it's always been kind of a uh up and down with wrestling games. They've either been really, really good or they've been really, really crappy uh, from my personal ask, experience. Can I ask you guys a question? Because you, you held up the original Nintendo Pro Wrestling. Who was you guys' favorite character in the original oh boy. Nintendo Pro Wrestling game? Because oh. mine was Starman. Hmm. I, I had honestly forgotten the names, to be perfectly honest with you. Honestly, uh, I, 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 I never played it. Never played it, yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I never played that one. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. Anything that I had was yeah. like the WWF stuff. Yeah, yeah, because that's going uh, a fair ways back. I just caught kind of the, the tail end of the uh, NES stuff when I was a kid because I was born in 1980, uh, for, for those who aren't aware. So I just caught the tail end of the NES. And I'm, I'm old. Man, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, it's like I felt old. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting because uh, I've always been a fan of 
video games. I've always been a fan of wrestling as well. So it's nice when occasionally things kind of cross over and are done well. But it seems to be rare more than the exception as opposed to, to the rule these days. So there's uh, been a lot of shit wrestling games. Let's <laughs> just put it out there. I'm going to throw out there for everybody a what uh, almost turned into like a cult classic for everyone. And I'm going to hold it up on my screen here for everyone to see. And honestly, I loved this game. I had this for the PS2. Can I take a guess of what it is? Sure. Um, is it the TNA Impact game? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, I, I knew I knew him pretty well. Yeah. That I, I knew that's I, what it was. I absolutely loved that yeah. game. Um, yeah. I yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but it was just I found it fantastic, and yeah. uh, literally it like became a cult classic, and it yeah. became something like everybody had to find this game and play this game, yeah. and I, I not only because it was Impact or TNA's first video game, but just because everybody was sick. And tired of the same WWE video games all the time that they were happy to get something from a different company and something a little bit different. Loved it. Looks like Ryan's got something to say there. What you got to say about that, Ryan? No, I actually enjoyed that game myself. I bought that. And that's probably one of the last wrestling games. Well, I bought that and I bought the, uh, I, I, I guess it was 2K19 game that wwe put out and that's that's the last two wrestling games that i can remember that i bought with the um with, with carl's uh, last one they showed just, just a disclaimer for everybody that wasn't set up at all i didn't know that he was going to kind of pick that i just I, I i know him rather well from knowing carl for 30 plus years and i just <laughs> I had a feeling when he went when i when he started talking i was like i know that that's what it was so it uh but yeah i mean that's one i think that uh, if you were to try and buy now i believe it's quite pricey like it's it's a rare commodity these days. I think that particular one that you're talking about, especially on the PS2. So yes, yes, it definitely is. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what um, will come from professional wrestling video games. Uh, I'm optimistic that this Retro Mania one will uh, will be cool, and I'm hoping that uh, AEW will pull out something pretty cool. I know they've been kind of criticized um, for some of the early screenshots and some of the footage, but it's still very very early in the development for this thing. So give them a chance, people, and. Uh, Actually, play it before you uh, decide to make a uh, uh, decision on it. That's you right. guys need you guys need to go back and play the NES version of pro wrestling. I'm telling you. Yep. yep. I yeah, will see what I can time. do to find an emulator and uh, see what I can do. Uh, I make no guarantees and no promises, but I will see what I can do. <laughs> Does any if anybody knows if any of the um, classic. NES, like the small version ones that contain like 560 games or whatever. Mm -hmm. If anybody knows if it's included in there, let us know. And maybe I'll look at picking one up just so that I can play that game. Yeah, and what I can actually do, and uh, I'll do it during the, the course of this week here, um, because I, I am a Nintendo Switch uh, gamer, um, and they do have an online service that includes a, um, you can play for free a lot of the original uh, Nintendo and uh, Super Nintendo games, and uh, I'm just scrolling through the list here briefly to see if it's still on here, because I believe that's one that you can actually play. Um, going through, there's like Dodgeball, Excitebike, and yes, there is the original pro wrestling on there so i'm going to uh 
to try that during the course of this week, and uh, I'll talk about it on the next podcast and uh, kind of let you know you guys know what uh, what I thought of it. It's been a long time since <laughs> I've actually played it, so. An Excite Bike is one of those great oh games too oh from the past. Yeah, absolutely, that is a classic. All right, man. And Paperboy. You got Paperboy on there? I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one, too. <laughs> that was another good one. Yeah, uh, we could go on for hours about classic video games, but we can't. Yeah. <laughs> but can't. Uh, before we do go, since we do have you here, Ryan, uh, what have you been up to over at Sports Kia these days? I just, I've been doing the uh, podcast, the Smack Talk podcast on Friday nights with my, my friend Denise Del- Salcedo. We'll be doing it on Christmas night, actually, so you can check us out there on the Sports Kia YouTube channel. And, of course, you can follow me on Facebook at Ryan K. Bowman and on Twitter at Ryan K. Bowman. Awesome. And uh, before we wrap it up here, Carl, uh, anything left that you want to plug or promote before we go? Just our own sites. Make sure you go and check us out, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at TB Talk Pod. something very cool that I just found out. Um, and, and just putting it out there in case nobody else knows, but if you have the facebook business suite app if you're somebody like us a content creator and you have your instagram linked up to the facebook or the uh the 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 suite the business suite program yep business suite is what it's called so i just found out this the other day i was able to post something in the business suite and it went automatically and posted it to instagram as well Photo-wise. Nice. So, very happy about that. It makes things a little bit easier when I'm trying to get some different stuff out there for you guys. So, no matter where you go, I'm hoping to make it so that it is the same across the entire board. So, make sure you go and check us out at TB Talk Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Well, I guess that's a good way to wrap things up, and we'll see you guys on the next one. It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have, you can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.
Jesus.